Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? For today's video, I'm gonna be talking about some of the safest running backs that you guys can be drafting for fantasy football this year. About two weeks ago, I put out a video talking about the safest wide receivers. So now it's time to talk about the running backs. And basically, these are just guys that I think have a very low chance of busting at their current ADP. And obviously, injuries can happen to anyone, even if you have a perfect track record, anyone can get injured. And so that's always a possibility. But right now, using all the information I have, these are the four running backs that I think are the safest for this year. And let's get started right away with Derrick Henry. He's proven in back-to-back seasons that he is a high-end RB1. In 2019, we saw him finish as the number two running back in points per game. And then in 2020, he followed up that impressive 2019 season by finishing as the number four running back in points per game. And he has just been incredibly healthy for the running back position. You know, running backs tend to suffer injuries pretty frequently. They normally miss a couple games a season, not Derrick Henry. He has only missed two games his entire NFL career. So since he was drafted, the Titans have played in 80 games and Henry has played in 78 of them. That's just insane. And I know some people are concerned with his huge workload, but he really doesn't have an absurd amount of career carries, you know, which is including NFL and college touches. He only operated as the workhorse for one season in college. His sophomore season, he was splitting carries with TJ Yeldon. And then his freshman year, you know, he barely even got in the game. So there are some NFL running backs who maybe don't have as many NFL carries, but you know, they were workhorses for three to four years on their college teams and kind of got a lot of wear on their tires. Not Derrick Henry. And he also wasn't a day one NFL workhorse. He didn't total 200 carries in a season until 2018, which was his third NFL season. And he's still 27 years old, which isn't ideal for dynasty, but that is a perfectly acceptable age for redraft. And he's still obviously in his physical prime. You really just have to watch him to see that he still has a ton of juice left in the tank. I don't think anyone who watched Derrick Henry last season says like, oh, he looks a little bit tired, his body's breaking down. You just really can't say that about him. He has shown zero signs of slowing down, and he carried the ball 378 times last year. That is an insane amount. But then you look at his best stretch of the season, and it was the last four games. That was when he absolutely went crazy. In those last four games, he averaged 178 rushing yards, per game. And that's the perfect kind of player you want on your team, because if he's able to kind of capitalize on these defenses being broken down after the full season, and he is still fresh, and he can just go out there and put up huge performances during the playoffs and the fantasy championship, then that is ideal for your team. Then if you look at what happened this offseason with the Titans, none of those moves worsened Henry's situation on this team or as a fantasy running back. If anything, I think the addition of Julio Jones only helps Derrick Henry. The offense will have more scoring opportunities, and Henry already had a very high touchdown upside, so I think that only rises. And also, I think defenses are going to have to respect the passing attack even more. You have Julio Jones and A.J. Brown out wide, so obviously they're still going to be locked in on Derrick Henry, but I think they just have to respect this passing attack a little bit more than last season which obviously would only help Derrick Henry. So barring some sort of freak injury, I think Derrick Henry is set to repeat as a high-end RB1. All right, the next running back I'm gonna talk about is Austin Eckler. And I think he's pretty safe at his ADP because I think he's being drafted much closer to his floor than he is to his ceiling. 
In Eckler's nine full games last season, he was the RB11 in points per game. I took out the one game where he got injured, like two carries in. When I'm looking at Austin Eckler in 2021, I just don't see how he won't improve from his 2020 season. The offensive line has drastically improved. They went from arguably the worst group in the NFL to potentially a top 10 O-line unit. And his floor is just very safe because of his ability as a pass catcher. I think he's probably a top five receiving back in the NFL. He's up there with McCaffrey, Kamara, Saquon, all of those guys. He's already proven that he can finish as a mid-tier running back one. We saw him finish as the RB7 in points per game in 2019, and that was while splitting carries with Melvin Gordon, who at the time was even better than he is right now. Also, I think the coaching change this offseason may benefit Eckler even more than that revamped offensive line, which sounds crazy to say, but they've brought in a new offensive coordinator, Joe Lombardi, who's proven he can effectively utilize running backs similar to Austin Eckler. He's coached Alvin Kamara, Darren Sproles, and Reggie Bush, so he knows how to use those kind of dual threat rushing and receiving backs, which is great news for Eckler. And I already talked about how he has that safe floor with his receiving upside, but if Eckler can go out and get the majority of the carries and red zone work, then he has legitimate high-end RB1 value at the price of a late first or early second round pick. Now let's talk about Nick Chubb, who the last two seasons has gone out and proven that he is an RB1. In 2019, he finished as the RB10 in points per game, then he followed that up with an RB6 in points per game in 2020. I basically view him as a Derrick Henry-esque player with just slightly less upside. He's obviously not gonna get the same volume that Derrick Henry gets, but I think he's gonna score similarly and through a lot of efficiency, He's going to score basically entirely from the ground, not a lot of receiving upside, but he still gets it done. He's also been incredibly healthy in his NFL career. He did miss those four games last season, but he had played in all 16 games the previous two seasons, so you know, no glaring concerns with injuries there. In this Kevin Stefanski offense, the Browns run game just has so much upside. Last year, Chubb averaged 5.6 yards per rush, which was number two in the NFL, only behind J.K. Dobbins, and he was also a part of that crazy efficient Ravens offense. So Browns and Ravens just have those super efficient offenses, and you can see in the yards per rush. Normally, you don't have workhorses finish that high, but he also added to that efficiency with a lot of touchdown upside. He ran for 12 touchdowns in 12 games, and even if he's lined up for a little bit of touchdown regression this season, he is still able to comfortably finish as a running back one. He's also proven he can produce with Kareem Hunt in the lineup. I know that was kind of why people were fading him last season. I think that narrative is shattered. They both have their own roles in this offense, and they're both going to be used but I mean, Nick Chubb obviously can produce at an RB1 level, even when Kareem Hunt is in the lineup. And I honestly think Kareem Hunt makes him even a safer player just in terms of injury risk because he's able to produce those RB1 numbers without having that typical workhorse touches. You know, you see guys like Christian McCaffrey, Delvin Cook, Saquon Barkley, they need to touch the ball 20 plus times a game to put up those numbers. Nick Chubb does not. He can average closer to 15 carries a game and still produce at a high, high level. The last player I'm gonna talk about here is Antonio Gibson. In his rookie year in 2020, we saw him finish as the RB17 in points per game. RB14 if you take out the game where he exited in the first quarter with an injury. But Gibson should just continue to take over the workhorse role in this Washington football team offense. 
And then you have Ryan Fitzpatrick coming in, which should benefit Gibson in a variety of areas. The first would be that the offense is just going to have more touchdown upside. I mean, you're going from Alex Smith, Kyle Allen, and Dwayne Haskins to Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's just going to sling the ball. He may turn it over, but he's going to get them a lot more red zone looks. And then also defenses will have to respect this passing attack. Alex Smith was just not pushing the ball down the field. Ryan Fitzpatrick will, and that should continue to open things up in the run game for Antonio Gibson. And then we've seen some reports out of Washington that they've kind of talked about Gibson getting more work in the receiving game. And obviously that would be great. I'm not banking on it just because I don't like to just kind of take stuff that I hear from training camp and say it's gonna 100% happen because a lot of that stuff is coach speak. He 100% has the ability to be a top tier receiving back. We saw him do it in college. That's basically his entire role in college. But I don't even think Gibson needs that role to be a very safe running back. I think if he stays healthy, he's a lock for 1300 scrimmage yards and 10 plus touchdowns. And so I really like him as one of those kind of mid to late second round running backs. All right, that is gonna wrap it up for the safest running backs in fantasy. Thank you guys so much for stopping by, watching and listening. If you enjoyed the video, please just make sure you leave a like and consider subscribing to the channel. That would really help me out a lot. And also let me know your thoughts down below. Do you agree that these guys are safe running backs this year? Let me know if you guys have some safe running backs that I didn't mention today and give me your reasoning down below. I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Thank you guys again, and I'll see you guys tomorrow.